It's a bunch of men colluding with each other against one woman. Thank you. That was my read as well, and the one I didn't want to say in the background, but I was like, that's what this really feels like. And uh, I was I was like, this, the, the, especially because it's like, that's that's the one exception to this. And, and it happened to be the person who was also responsible for like, for organizing and for paying for everything. It, like I was, I was, you know, I was trying to tell Blair, I was like, you don't need to be like a whole bunch of men's like, you know, babysitter or mother or, but like, that's what it sounded like. I'm like, of course it's gonna f stress you out. If, if I was in a f business relationship and or friendship with a bunch of people and I not only was the one who organized everything and then they wouldn't show up for certain dates and I was like hey you have to tell me when your free schedule is so we can record our videos so we can update them uh, we're all paying uh, the editors collectively so can you please each give me like three thousand dollars so we can all pay the editors no one's giving me the money okay so I pay the editors now I'm gonna have to like chase you all down uh, here's the receipts on every step of the way like that that and then after the fact, to have everyone like band together to be like, oh shit, what He was mean to us in a meeting. He yelled that one time, you know? All right, I'll give a quick recap to everyone who's like, what is going on? So, uh, last Thursday or Friday, I believe, uh, Illuminati uh, made a post about Legal Eagle concerned uh, for her editors. And she was doing this thing where she was talking basically uh, along the lines of, uh, it looks like one of Legal Eagle's editors has been frequently in different uh, venues uh, pursuing one of her editors to get templates and or techniques from them uh, and asking them a variety of things uh, as in, how do you do this? Uh, let me know or I'm going to figure it out another way. And then going into the discord and asking the same thing so basically blair was standing up for uh her editor and uh i fucking i respect that uh i i would do the same thing for uh, people i work with i will stand up for them in this case i was standing up as well for blair because i jumped into legal eagles reply and i was like oh, i'm a big fan of yours but i gotta be honest this is kind of shady uh and uh turns out that person was uh, a fan of Blair's. Turns out that person was a fan of Illuminati's. I'm talking about Legal Eagle's editor, and that's one of the reasons why they were trying to drop into Blair's Discord and Blair uh, and the editor's emails and stuff like that. Uh, so it wasn't at all from a place of malice. It was a big misunderstanding, and so that's why I deleted my uh, tweets once uh, uh, you know Legal Eagle had finally cleared, uh, or once like all this had finally been cleared up. Deleted the tweets, and then uh, I was going to issue an apology, and then all of a sudden it was fast and furious. A whole bunch of people many of whom I've never heard of. I'm gonna, like, I'm not saying this to throw any shade whatsoever. This is just not my world. I've never been big into the commentary scene of YouTube in that area. So I don't know who uh, Click was. Uh, I didn't know who uh, Mango, uh, like all, all of these other content creators. I, I just like, I don't know them because I don't watch that kind of stuff. Um, and the only person I did, did know of, obviously, is one topic at a time because uh, one topic at a time. It's uh, you know friend of the show, VIP in the in the chat. We raid each other. Uh, I've played his videos on the show. I've always found him and his videos to be absolutely darling. All that kind of stuff, right? Uh, all of them were in a group back in the day. So this was kind of like, I don't know if you all know the drama in Channel Awesome, because it was like, it's that level of like, all these content creators used to work together a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. They all used to collaborate and, uh, they've had a falling out, shall we say. Their outfit used to be called Sad Milk. And, uh, that is something that Blair has separated from. Now, I'm going to be totally transparent and I've asked Blair's permission to share this. Before Blair, when I was like, not forming the leftist mafia, but when I was basically trying to get everyone together and be like, that was a ton of fun. We should keep doing that. You know, uh, everyone seemed to love whatever weird 
recipe the leftist mafia is. It's it's a weird mix, you know, of a whole bunch of different personalities, uh, entertaining styles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, we're all pretty aligned in being on the left, but we also have a variety of, of our own beliefs as well. You know, but whatever the secret herbs and spices are that make that particular little stew, people seem to find it delicious and, and they want to have more of it. So so clearly uh, this is fun. I love y'all. I, I have a blast. We should keep doing this. And And Blair wanted to talk to me. And tell me, Lance, just so you know, I used to be with a uh, variety and collaborate with a variety of other content creators on the internet. And we used to do, uh, like, you know, offensive and edgy humor. And she's like, and I uh, know I, I disavow that. I disavow those takes that I used to do back in the day. Uh, you know, I've said in various venues, hell, that's not who I am anymore. And honestly, I've changed and grown a lot as a person. Now, someone like me, I wasn't famous on the internet like a decade ago uh so i don't have that version of myself in permanence somewhere on the internet but i've said this before this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real pos you need shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory shopify pos has everything you need to sell in person Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. My takes on a variety of topics a fucking decade ago were shitty. Like, if you were to ask me what my views were on trans people, I would probably say some transphobic fucking asshole nonsense because I didn't know. If you were to ask me my views on gay people, even as a gay dude, a gay dude who can hide my gayness because at the end of the day it's not the majority of me you know whatever you want to call my bisexuality or pansexuality uh i i'm mostly straight so so it was really easy to just hide in the shadows and kind of just be like oh ignore those 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 thoughts there they're not real uh i was homophobic i was i'm a homophobic uh gay guy uh, that that it's true. I'm I'm a homophobic queer. Uh, I'm trying to better myself. Uh, I'm trying to deprogram all that shit that is fucking deeply entrenched into me. But there's so many times when I won't even think twice about someone will do something. I'm like, oh fuck, look at that dick writer over there, huh? And and then you're like, wait, why did I say that? Wait, why would it be a bad thing to be a dick writer? Being a dick writer's base, fuck. And and people who want people to ride their dicks want dick writers. Why is why is that a negative thing? Why did I just think that or say that? That's weird. That's weird. But you know what? It, like, happens all the time. So. I'm, I'm not prefacing this with a whole bunch of stuff to be like, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 everyone has to be at a certain level of whatever you want to call it, wokeness at any given time. It's that when Blair told me that, I was like, yes, uh, that doesn't surprise me because I, if I would have been famous on the Internet, you know, 12, 15 years ago would have had shitty takes that are now a matter of public record i mean everyone is always working on it everyone's always improving but we're all fucking up all the time we're all saying fucked up shit all the time we always do that kind of stuff but if it's stuff that was in your past you disavowed you've gotten far away from it then um i mean i i I am all about restorative justice i'm all i'm all about people uh you know uh improving uh themselves because we all benefit from that society benefits like it's going to be better for society if everyone deprograms their queer phobia especially for queers but it's going to be better for everybody it's going to be better for society if everyone gets rid of their patriarchal bullshit it's going to be really good for men trust me a lot of the fucking shitty aspects of being a dude a lot of that is reinforced through patriarchy and it sucks and so like dismantling that it's going to be a net benefit so it is a good thing the other members of the group though had a lot of serious accusations and obviously ones that so we heard all of you by the way 
people, I've gotten a fuck ton of emails, a lot of ads, a lot of people even dropping into my Patreon DMs to, to, to want to talk to me about this, being like, have you seen the statements made by everybody else who used to work with Blair? This is stuff that should concern you, Lance. And it does. Worker compensation. Probably paying your editors. I was a freelance editor for a long time. If there's a situation in which people are withholding money from editors who need that, like when I was a freelance editor, holy fuck, if someone withheld a payment, that could be my rent for the fucking month. So yeah, that's a very serious thing to me, right? Um, uh, the stealing of uh, possessions, stealing people's cars, uh, making making uh, toxic work environments, uh, all that kind of shit. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Take that stuff seriously. And of course, spoke to Blair, approach Blair. Blair wanted to make this, uh, this, this video because Blair has a very different version of the story and is also someone who keeps a lot of receipts. If you haven't seen any of Blair's other work or Blair's other videos, uh, you might not be as familiar with how Blair goes deep. Now, there's a lot of people who do that. Matt Binder does, CoffeeZilla does. There's a lot of content creators who are really, really big on keeping lots of receipts, being very thorough, vetting their sources, double and triple checking, and then making sure it's ready to get out there. So, in the case of the Legal Eagle fiasco, uh, that, that was uh, in both my and i i uh, saw blair's response to it afterwards uh a mistake uh and uh something that uh you know she takes fault for for everything else i guess that's what we're about to watch now uh i know a lot of the content of this video uh especially of the receipts because she has been very forthcoming uh with them uh i have not seen this video in its final form though so this is gonna be the first time uh, me watching uh this hey everyone well there's no really fun or interesting way to start this conversation. So um, you guys know what you're here for, and I'm just going to jump into it the way I know how to. So I'm sure as all of you know, uh, many things have been said about me in the past week, like week and a half-ish. And I'm someone who often doesn't speak my side of things, and that's something that's also been noted. Just for kind of full transparency in this, I'm going to be working from some of like my notes that I've written to accomplish two main things. The first is mainly to keep me on track with the subject matter and off of tangents. I know I like to go off on tangents and talk about various topics all the time, but this is not that time. The second reason is really just to keep my emotions in check. Um, a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about in the like most of this video, to be totally honest with you, are things kind of from the past. They involve old friends, um, people that I used to consider close friends and I used to trust and really enjoy spending time with. And kind of reopening a lot of these wounds is really painful. Um, it's really uncomfortable and it's not something I ever thought I would ever have to speak about, especially not in this kind of way. After a few days of self-reflection and really thinking about what I want to say and how I want to talk about these things, I think now is the right time. To be perfectly honest, um, I'm feeling pretty vulnerable to have this conversation with so many people and so publicly, especially since some of the things that I'm going to talk about today are really personal and things in my private life that should have never become content fodder. So let me try something new today, and I'm going to address these issues. Now, before we get into debunking many false statements that have been made about me, I want to start with an apology. I have apologized privately to Legal Eagle the day after this incident occurred, though I have not been publicizing that until right now. Maybe this is something I should have said sooner, but I needed the time to think through the events that have preceded. And for those unaware, a short story. 
My editors came to me about how parts of a Legal Eagle video looked similar to our videos. And then there were messages and an email from one of Legal Eagle's editors asking for more information about how we do certain effects. I looked at the compared images that were brought to me and I said, wow, that does look pretty similar. And I impulsively posted about it on Twitter. Truthfully, I should have looked into this more instead of just putting the information out there the second I had a gut reaction about it. I should have asked him what the emails were about, but I didn't. And I made a mistake and plain and simple, I was wrong. So to Legal Eagle and, and team, I just want to reiterate that I messed up and I'm sorry for any stress this may have caused you and of course to your team. I know I apologized privately and removed the tweets with that apology and I'm now publicly sharing that information with all of you. And I want to extend that apology to my audience and to listeners who are disappointed in me for this because I'm also disappointed in myself. It was a quick drawn decision and it wasn't thought out. I promise to do better. Now, as we continue in this video, I do want to give you a heads up that there will be trigger warnings for various sections as needed. I also want to go ahead. To everyone who's asking about closed captions, I thought I put it in the chat, but no, there's, this is like literally less than an hour old. There's nothing clicking on the button right now. You can't see it because I'm blocking it. Maybe that's why there's, there's no, there's nothing to click here. Yeah. I didn't let you know that I will be providing a public Google Drive containing any and all relevant information that I will address in this video similar to how I provide a source document for every episode of mine. By the way, I'm just going to say, since uh, I know we're only three minutes into a 42 minute video, but like, yeah, that's uh, exactly what I've always talked about that I wish lots of larger creators were okay with doing. I don't see it as much as I would like, but yeah, because like maybe there's sometimes, sometimes maybe I just, maybe it's the Canadian in me. You just apologize all the time. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like I, apologies aren't a sign of weakness. I, I think it's so weird that people like refuse to either accept when they're wrong or take accountability. Like when um, this whole thing after... Illuminati uh, and was talking to me about this and was like, I'm going to prepare a statement. I've got a, a whole bunch of things I want to say. There's a lot of receipts that I want to present. Uh, I was like, okay, I have to hold off on, on saying anything then because I want to give you time. This is your story. It's not mine, right? I'm, I'm just basically a very small footnote at the very end uh, with the legal legal stuff. But one of the first things I wanted to do was apologize to Legal Eagle publicly, right? I was I was like, I'll, I'll wait and then I'll do a statement at once for everything. But like, yeah, of course. It's like, it doesn't it doesn't take anything away from me. I wasn't like, oh, God, minus five pride. Oh, ooh, hit. Oh, minus five pride gone. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll make that up later. We'll get some ego points. Let's start with the first accusation and go from there. After Legal Eagle responded in his tweets, there was another tweet that arose in tandem to this situation. And that tweet was made by another YouTuber called HBomberGuy. And this YouTuber is someone who also creates longer form content. As someone who creates this type of content and researches various topics, the main thing to keep in mind is the source material used. Things like articles, interviews, videos, documentaries, academic essays, and so on and so forth. As video essayists, this is a core concept to both Harris and myself. Before I get into the accusation itself, I want to address the topic of plagiarism. And that word has been tossed around a ton, and it's not something to be taken lightly. And I just want to take a minute to define this word. On screen are definitions for the word plagiarism as defined by Merriam-Webster, Dictionary.com, and the University of Oxford. I'm showing multiple sources defining plagiarism, but the overall definition is going to boil down to this. Plagiarism is to take someone else's idea as their own or to not credit the source. With that definition being clearly identified, let's go ahead and take a look at what Harris brought to the Twitter table. Harris posted this video saying, and I quote, Personally, at Illuminati, 
I would define plagiarism as something a bit more specific. For example, copying someone else's documentary directly into your script." End quote. However, in his own video, he shows where I'm audibly quoting a direct line from the documentary, and even visually you can see it on the screen with the quotation marks. Additionally, you can even see the dual ellipses on either end of that quote, indicating that more of that source was being cited. When you go to my sourcing page for this particular episode, you can also see that the documentary is listed as a source. It has been three years since I posted this episode, and I've been really grateful to be able to- That is a really weird, rare, like, L for Harris, because, like, I, I never saw that. When I saw the quotation marks in the original thread, I was also like, but this, this is her citing a source. It's not her saying that this is her own words, as in this is her script. Continually learn and grow. Like, I, it's weird because it was like, in the first place, she was wrong to do that accusation at Legal Eagle, and she's already taken accountability for that. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is why this is like blowing up right now. But then I was also like, but why why are you using this as an example as kind of a gotcha afterwards? You know, because like, I, I love H-Bomber guys, still do, always will. I think he's fucking hilarious. He's one of the funniest people on the left. But I was also like, that's weird, because it is like just citing a source. With time. Since then, I have learned to be much more overt and obvious with citations, something that may not have been perfectly clear to me three years ago. I apologize for the oversight of not making that quote more clear. At the time of recording, it was really obvious to me that it was a citation of the documentary, especially in full context of that section of my video, because that section was wholly dedicated to Brian Deere's work. And for some clarification, I would like to provide both you and Harris with the script that I was working off of. It will be available in the Google Drive. While I believe emphasizing the key phrase of the quote about stopping injections on autistic children was, and still is, very important to point out, the quote should have been fully displayed on screen. This was certainly a poor editing choice, and it's an editing style that I no longer utilize, but it's most certainly not plagiarism. But with that being said, I still want to take accountability where it's needed, so I still would like to apologize for the citation not being made more clear visually in that video. Harris, I am also someone who takes plagiarism seriously, and I do see where your criticism comes from, but unfortunately, this was simply an oversight on an editing error, but not an act of plagiarism. To me, at the time of the recording, the entire section was very obviously a citation, even as seen in the script. There was a visual change to break up the many words that would otherwise be just chunked onto the screen, which, looking back at it, despite not being so visually appealing to have tons of words on the screen, this should have been an opportunity to provide that full quote to avoid any confusion like this whatsoever. Based on the definition of the word plagiarism, his claims are simply false. Not only is the source quoted on screen, it's also cited in the sources list, which, again, I will provide in the Google Drive. As a more seasoned video essayist now, I've been lucky that I'm able to continue learning how to showcase facts and other relevant materials in an interesting and educational way, and I'm really excited that I get to continue doing that. I'd like to think that in the last three years, myself and my team have grown to create better content that is educational and entertaining, and this is clearly an example of how we have improved since that time. I have nothing but love for everyone on my team, from editors, writers, artists, and even some of the not-so-fun kind of clerical duties like payroll. I'm always going to have their back, even if sometimes things slip through the cracks. We're a team of people who make human mistakes. We're going to continue to improve content as the years continue, and we'll always be able to learn and improve from the past.
Before I address any one person individually, I want to kind of cover everything in a general and broader scope regarding Sad Milk. Sad Milk was a collaboration channel started by six friends in 2020. It was kind of essentially group Reddit readings and just looking at cringe things. <laughs> everyone just apologized to the person to your right. There you go. That's it, right? Every, everyone just apologized to each other. We'll all have some consensual hugs. And if you don't want to be touched or hugged, also valid and awesome. And then we'll just all have ourselves a wonderful time. You know, everyone just apologizing to each other and, and learning and growing together. That I hope, by the way, because this has been a constant theme over the past couple months with like the TYT and the Anna stuff. Like... I am not here to cancel H Bomber Guy. I love H Bomber Guy. He's fucking hilarious. I think he's a comedic genius, all right? A very big inspiration in terms of how uh, to do YouTube videos proper. And really, really, I mean, like, who doesn't love the fucking smashing through the wall bit, you know? Ben Shapiro will never live that one down. Uh, you can still have criticisms with someone takes. Like, a lot of people have criticisms and fair criticisms of my legal eagle take, being like, Lance, why are you rushing to Blair's defense here? You should be able to see through that this isn't what you think it is, blah, blah, blah. This isn't a person who's, like, unfairly questioning the editors. This happens to be someone who's a fan. Like, just look at it as, as a fan. And then I was like, ah, okay, okay. So I was wrong. I'm wrong. Gonna, gonna regroup. Gonna apologize. And no one canceled me. I did not feel canceled. When people were like, Lance, I fucking hate this legal legal take. I didn't feel like you were canceling me. I felt you like you were criticizing a take of mine. They're the very different things. I wasn't like, oh, fuck. Nerfs is done. Never watching the surfs again. How dare he? Things online and react. A lady illustre. Thank you very much. To it. it was no big deal on the surface. This channel and this project was just meant to be something goofy, easy, and kind of cringy, but a shared channel that we could all get a kick out of. It was just supposed to be a bunch of friends. Yeah, you're not canceled until you're trending. Then you're canceled. Funny images True. And just having a good time together. I mean, the channel name was literally called Sad Milk, so it wasn't really something that anyone was taking too seriously. Discussing Sad Milk now in current day is always a little bit bittersweet for me. It was a fun project among friends that turned sour. The issues I'm about to address cost me some of my closest friends at that time. When the Sad Milk channel was formed, I initially took the lead and I made the channel, I made the Discord, I got my mods from my server to help run the new Discord, I hired and managed video editors to help us produce more content. I was the one who was sourcing the topics and files for each video, and I was the one who had set the schedules for recording too. The reality of the situation was this, with creators in different time zones, it was logistically pretty hard to get everyone together at one place in one time. We tried to do it organically multiple times, but unfortunately someone would always end up missing from the recordings. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into a YouTube channel, and I bore the brunt of it for this project. And it wasn't something that I was doing to have total control as some members have suggested. I managed the schedules and the editors because it was just something that needed to be done. People weren't stepping up to the plate, and I did, and I ultimately... Can I also just interject here, because I have worked directly with Blair at this point, uh, you know, behind the scenes with Leftist Mafia. She is incredibly organized. Now, all of us in the Leftist Mafia have been contributing in one really cute way or another. Like, right away when we were going to do this thing, I immediately was like, oh, I, I have video editing skills. I can combine those with this, like, track that I, like, like. And then, so I was going to make that opening. And so I built the opening, put it together. 
That wasn't enough, though. Collaborated with Mike. Mike all of a sudden takes that song, and then he's like, hey, I can add quotes from, like, you know, Jordan Peterson. Up yours, woke moralist. And, and, like, this is the beautiful thing about collaboration, right? When people are working together. And Blair is really, really good at organizational skills. Like, everyone has different, like, strengths and weaknesses, right? Myself, with my ADHD, I really struggle with numbers. I really struggle with names, dates, uh, facts, figures, that kind of stuff. Like, when it comes down to just numbers specifically is, is where I have this big, big weak spot. And I, I'm, trust me, I'm self-aware of it. I try to improve on it all the time. But then it's really nice if you have someone else who also can come up as long as you're trying to meet each other halfway is kind of what I feel like this. And this doesn't just apply for like business worker cooperatives or projects or creative projects with friends in relationships too, right? Like you could all be in relationships in your lives and not be realizing that like and this was a thing that I fell into all the fucking time as a dude. It took me a long time to figure this out. Men and women in today's modern society, we're both working, we both have jobs, we both have to fucking, you know, do the grind, and then you get home with your partner, you sit down, and then boom, all you want to do is relax, you know? Maybe maybe you want to smoke one, maybe you want to have a little drink or something, but you just want to sit back and like, oh, that was a long day of work, blah, blah, blah. But you get home and the house is messy, and the house is messy, and so what happens usually sometimes in the traditional way that even if we have these woke relationships where we're no longer going to gendered norms and patriarchal norms, the dude might just be sitting on the couch, Mwah, uh, watching maybe some some Netflix on the thing. He's been like, oh, it's just been it's been a long day, right? And then your partner is the one cleaning because she doesn't want to see the house dirty. Now I don't want to see the house dirty either, but at the same time, she's kind of like, oh, I just want this like, I just want this five minutes. But it's like, she's been doing the exact same thing as you. This is this is one of those things where it's like, you know, everyone keeps talking about like, oh, why are people's relationships ending? Why is Stephen Crowder such a monster? Blah blah blah. There does have to be a discussion on both ends, and one of the the, the discussions that has to be recognized is that men we can't keep going into these patterns where we expect women to to cook clean and even if we're not one of those people to kind of just sit back and like uh, but the default setting you know it's it's like you don't even think about it sometimes I, like I'm, I'm calling myself out here it was one of those major problems that I was having for a long time in my relationship that took a while for me to like realize and fix is that like sometimes you don't think about it sometimes you don't it, it's 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 not even a, a conscious process you know it off more than I could chew it Male privilege is the learned ability to live in filth. Yeah, honest. exactly. And I was beginning to burn out pretty quickly. Had I known how I would have been treated through this channel and afterwards, I never would have joined this project. Essentially, everyone in the group had two main responsibilities for Sad Milk. The first was that you had to show up to the scheduled recording, and the second was you had to pay your portion of the editor's fees as they arise. After the editors were paid, any earnings that were left in the channel were split into six equal pieces for each person. Since this was a project among friends, we all initially agreed to just split the earnings six ways, even though I was taking on some extra responsibilities. When it was time to pay the editors, I wasn't answered or told that they would just get it to me later. I had to do this at various points with a vast majority of the members of the group. They would eventually get around to reimbursing me only after I expressed in group meetings how I was upset that I have to do everything and I also got stuck footing the bill too. What quickly transpired was that members either couldn't or wouldn't reimburse me for the editors. For clarity's sake, I do want to disclose that we as a group later revised our agreement after paying- I just want to say publicly right now, this was one of the things that Blair showed me. And this was one of my concerns, obviously, because a lot of people were like, Lance, this this could be a matter of like, you know, you're a leftist, you care about working conditions, blah, blah, blah. It, it sounds like, you know, Blair was like intentionally not paying the editors or like withholding money from the editors and blah, blah, blah. 
And the receipt showed the opposite to me. It was like, it seems like Blair was the one, like, primarily concerned with making sure the editors got paid and then had to chase all the other men in the group around to be like, hey, by the way, can you please help me out? Can you please send the money? We got to pay the editors. We're all supposed to pitch in. I, I know I'm the one organizing this, but I can't, like, front the money for all of you continuously and then have to chase you down one by one. All editors and creative freelancers that... 5% of remaining earnings would go directly to me for the administrative work that I was doing. After that, the remaining earnings would then be split amongst the group evenly. Ultimately, the channel made very little and it actually cost a lot more than we earned a majority of the time. Something The Click brought up in his Twitter thread was that I was angry and yelled in a meeting, but what he didn't share was the context of that meeting. As I've previously stated, the scheduling and money issues had been an ongoing problem. In the meeting that he vaguely references on Twitter, this is what actually happened. I had become more and more frustrated about how I was doing all of the work, I was doing all of the maintenance, and then I was also having to financially foot the bill to the project. As I said, it was burning me out pretty quickly and I was thinking about leaving the group. Ozmedia suggested that he try to run the meeting and I not attend, and I agreed. But one topic and click were very insistent that I be there, even though I said I was not ready to talk and I needed more time. So when I entered the call, I tried to let everyone know that I was uncomfortable with having this conversation and I was not ready to have it. Again, I would like to point out that at this point in time, these were still my friends. These were people that I liked and cared about. Letting your friends know, hey, I'm not okay right now. I'm really stressed and hurt. While you all get to stream, I still have to pick up the pieces to keep this channel going is a really difficult conversation to have. Before the meeting started, I was told that if I didn't show up, that they would not have the conversation with me and everything would just stagnate. So I tried to put the channel and my friend's needs above my own. Reluctantly, I joined the conversation and as I was speaking, one topic talked over me and out of frustration of this happening yet again, I raised my voice and said, can you shut up and let me talk for once? And he left the Clean call and that's the last time I ever spoke with him. Looking back at it now, I should not have spoken to my friend like that. I felt that I no, wasn't Fox, given time to one. process and think things through and in process no, no of worries. emotion vomit came out. One topic, I would like to apologize for that, this time publicly. Clearly, this was a situation that affected all of us very deeply and personally, and this was an exciting idea, but one that never really took off the way I think we thought it could. To all of the members of Sad Milk, I just want to say that I'm very sorry that I caused you stress throughout this project. I want to take a couple minutes to bring up The Click and the many claims that he made on Twitter recently. The Click brings up how, as he puts it, a very convenient series of videos resurfaced with him saying some not-so-savory things after he left Sad Milk. His old videos, as he puts it, aged like milk. They did. I'm not going to dive into it further. The information's out there if you so choose to look. And as Click stated, those videos are 11 to 14 years old. And to be perfectly clear here, those videos are not any of the reasons as to why we split ways in Sad Milk as Click tries to insinuate. Even back in 2020, I had stated that those videos had nothing to do with the ending of Sad Milk. I was actually unaware of those videos at the time of our friendship, but had I been aware of them, that friendship would have likely ended sooner. Unfortunately, when those videos surfaced, it wasn't really all that shocking to me, as Ozmedia and I had actually talked about how Click had been using the Arsler while we played games together. I thought, or I wanted to assume, that I had misheard, but Oz said that he was uncomfortable with it and said something, but the language continued. Click 
you are right. Those videos in question are old. And at this point, they're kind of irrelevant. People can learn and people can change. That being said, at the time in 2020, Click was still using horrifying language and slurs that have long been deemed unacceptable. I'd now like to address the Click's claims that I had any involvement in trying to gain control of his Discord server by, as he says, tossing around accusations at staff. Because unfortunately, there were some truly sinister things occurring in the Clicks Discord that were brought to my attention. For this next section, I would like to provide a trigger warning. There will be mentions of explicit sexual language, mentions of pedophilia, graphic imagery, and... Hey? Well, uh, let me do some things here then. Here we go inappropriate behavior around minors. Before I go any further into this, I want to mention that there's going to be resources in my description box regarding what I'm about to discuss now. I do think it's relevant to bring up that in 2019, the Clicks channel was terminated by YouTube for sexual content. At the time, a few YouTubers, including myself and Oz Media, band together to help reinstate Clicks channel. Oz spoke to his MCN representative, and I spoke with YouTube directly. This is something that I now look back on with so much regret. Had I known at the time what was going on behind the scenes, I never would have participated in helping Click with his channel. Allow me to explain the situation a little bit. The Click and I had shared Discord moderators around the time of Sad Milk being created. Due to the Click's inaction, our shared moderators had brought a situation in his server to my attention a situation involving pedophilia. In Click's Discord, there was a 19-year-old bragging about a 12-year-old that he was claiming to be involved with. A moderator reached out to get more information on this situation. This 19-year-old then reiterates, and I am directly quoting this here, I talked with my therapist about it, even too, and he told me as long as I don't touch her, it's okay. Click and his team did not pursue any immediate action to ban, restrict, or report this individual. So those shared mods came to me, and they told me that they were uncomfortable. So we used this individual's ID number, and we banned them from the Sadmilk server and from my server, and we reported them to Discord's trust and safety team, who we hope did pursue this further. Then I went to contact Click to see what was going on, and it was mainly because I didn't want to believe that he would blow off someone clearly discussing such an inappropriate relationship. In fact, this was right off the heels of one of his admins sharing pornographic content to people that they knew were minors. One thing that I would like to point out here is how these users were pushing pornographic materials to a minor who explicitly states that their parent is in the room with them so they were hiding their phone. I would like to point out that a common tactic for abusers who are attempting to groom children is that they expose them to pornography and other sexual content in an attempt to desensitize the child. I'll provide Rain's page on grooming for further information. And I also want to add, by the way, when this past week was going down and people were just, I, I assume, because I, again, I, I'm not familiar with these, these content creators, uh, content or fan bases or, or groups, People were just going to fucking town on Blair. Just like, how the fuck could you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, and going into my ads too. Like, I, I have so many people in my ads like, why won't you talk about the fact that Blair was abusive to Click and Blair was abusive to the rest of Sad Milk and Blair was the fucking blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you talking about this? And first off in my head, I was like, well, A, I just don't know who these people are for the large part outside of like Blair and one topic at a time. Um, but also, I don't know their shared history or what happened in the past outside of the accusations that have been made. So obviously... Yes, Blair's my friend. I'm going to ask her about it. And yeah, 
when like this is not stuff I can talk about because this is not my story to tell and Blair wanted to put and get all the receipts together because they're incredibly serious and incredibly fucked up accusations but when she was like here's the real story I was like holy fuck holy fuck a fucking course uh, like once again it's one of those things where why is it always a discord it's always a fucking discord why is it always some fucking you know some huge ass content creator who's either like uh complicit in some shit or covering up some shit or just being like oh well it's uh, for the lulls or something like that like holy fuck if you're a child currently in a similar situation i urge you to speak to a trusted adult or authorities and again resources will be provided below Having to relook at these messages again still makes my stomach turn, even three years later. When Click didn't initially take action, I switched tactics with him and I called one topic, who was and still is to my understanding one of the Click's closest friends on social media. I got into a call with both of them and I haven't seen this one. Don't mean to bother you, but can we talk soon when you're free? I'm in a bit of a conundrum and I don't know what to do. Yeah, what's going down? Can I call? Girlfriend is getting free for work. How sensitive is the topic? Very involves pedophilia. What's going on? It's click server and click knowing. 19-year-old and a 12-year-old. Convo was public in the server. Multiple members went to his staff. He did nothing. My staff had been there to ban the person and take their ID and Discord to report them. And this is on the heels of Click's admin sending BDSM tests to minor age mods. In uh, blah, blah, blah. Hang on. I'll walk over to the mic rather than do this on my phone. Okay, get ready. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Always who was and still is to my understanding one of the click's closest friends on social media. I got into a call with both of them and I shared these files with them and one topic opened the files, he was horrified and he said and I quote, I've read one and I don't want access to those screenshots. It yeah, she admitted to being overreactive in multiple instances. Yeah, so if you if you've missed the start of this, uh so Blair starts the the entire thing by issuing apologies. Issuing an apology to Eagle uh, Legal Eagle uh, issuing an apology, obviously, to, uh, you know, yelling at the one meeting for one topic. But the like the jump off point for this all, obviously, was that legal eagle call out, which was a wrong call out. And both, you know, Blair and myself have uh, both apologized me for backing up Blair in that call out and Blair directly to legal eagle. And I've apologized to legal eagle publicly as well. But this was the launching point for all of her old associates to come and one by one do these like long threads where it's like, uh, blah, 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 Blair, uh, you know, wouldn't pay the editors, Blair, blah, 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 stole cars, uh, what a, what a shit. And like, obviously me not knowing who any of these people are, I, I, I'm, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I've got all these people in all these different like areas. Like people are dropping in my Patreon DMs. People are emailing me. People are like fucking adding me constantly being like, why would you talk about Blair? And so of course I'm going to, I'm talking to Blair behind the scenes. That's what's going on here. And Blair is like, she kept receipts on all of this. That's why I kept telling people, I was like, there's nothing I can say outside of let her tell her story. But only one side, as far as I've seen, has receipts on all of it. And holy fuck, this shit is much more serious than like, uh, it was a bad work environment. Or, oh, uh, we didn't part ways amicably. Like, th th this is shit that's like fucking, do, do the police need to be involved? Like, holy fuck. It was after this conversation that Click took action and reported and removed that individual from his server. I really wouldn't lightly make accusations like this unless I had seen them for myself. And let me be abundantly clear here. I am not trying to accuse the clique of pedophilia, nor do I have any reason to believe that he could be a pedophile. However, he cultivated an environment that was a breeding ground for inappropriate behavior with minors to occur, and that's exactly what happened. Having our shared moderators approach me, 
in my server about this very serious situation in his server was extremely uncomfortable, but something the moderation team felt needed action that was not being taken. Furthermore, referring to these shared moderators that we had as spies, as he said on Twitter, it only dismisses the fact that he allowed this sexually explicit language to occur around minors. He referred to them as spies, which only shows that he didn't really see any issue with the state of his server. Mark, I'm going to address you directly here. On your Discord server that had, and likely still has, minors present, you as an adult need to do the right thing and actually pay attention to what goes down in your server or ensure a team will take action against inappropriate behavior. I am sorry to those minors who were spoken to in such an inappropriate way. You were, and some of you likely are, still children. Adults should not be having sexually charged conversations with you or sharing sexually explicit photos with you. This is and always has been unacceptable. I will be providing links in the description box for a few resources for anyone who has been negatively impacted by these events. I did what I could, but I wish I could have done more. And I wish that the click had more accountability of his own server. I also hope that since my falling out with Click, that he has learned from his past errors and worked to better himself. I hope that he and his current moderation team are holding themselves to a higher standard. The past three years have been challenging to all of us, and I think it's safe to say that living through a global pandemic has changed us in one way or another. Click, I hope you have learned to not tolerate such behavior in your server. I hope that you have learned from this and that you'll continue to strive to do better. I truly regret ever being friends with you and I hope that I can finally close the door on that chapter in my life. I want nothing to do with you, and I can only hope that I will no longer be associated with you after all of this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When it comes to wow. discussing Wonderstruck, his actions are some of the most confusing I've had to deal with. I'm going to address his concerns, though a lot of it is fairly tricky since he hinges his accusations on anecdotal commentary. In responding to his baseless claims, I will... Yeah, I'm sorry, Rainbow Goth. Like, it's like, it just, it's, oh, man. It's like, it, it just seems to be a never-ending stream of, like, and, like, this one doesn't affect me at all in terms of, like, I'm so disappointed Click because I didn't know who Click was before everyone was like, Lance, did you see what Click said about Illuminati? You know Illuminati, you're friends with Illuminati. And I was like, oh, what, 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 what? Okay, sure, let's check out the thread, right? But, like, to someone where, like, that person happens to be, maybe your, your like, your, your cozy place or, or something that you enjoy uh, for their wholesomeness, you know, like a video game dunk if it turned out that like you know he eats puppies or something like that I, I would be very very upset I would be like what video game donkey's so funny though why is he doing that you shouldn't do that that's not so mean don't do that video game donkey but like you know it, it, like it, it, it sucks it fucking sucks <laughs> we'll provide evidence as necessary yeah no Keanu Keanu will stand the test of time I feel he's he's been around long enough that we're gonna be okay Pedro's the one I'm really worried about because Pedro Pascal this is something that collectively the whole internet has bought in myself included and I, I I'm one of those like kill your heroes kind of a person right like metaphorically kill kill your heroes in your mind like don't don't idealize people as gods it's, it's very foolish because this shit happens but Pedro he's the exception right he 
He won't ruin us. He'll keep protecting us. He'll be zaddy forever. As well as point out when things I mentioned. Yeah, Pedro Melchink ducks him out. <laughs> I'm at least taking a break from the internet for a while. No, 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 he didn't do anything. He's in all our hearts. He's a wonderful human being who can do no wrong. This is the way. <laughs> I completely understand if you choose to dismiss my anecdotal commentary as it arises. His thread on Twitter makes many claims about who I am as a person and how I've treated him. I hope to come at this with a level head and a very thorough explanation of events. With that being said, let's start with Wonder's accusation of wage theft. That's a big one, and it's important. I talk often about how paying your people is important, so I know how ironic it must look to have that accusation thrown back at me. To begin, let me explain Wonder's employment history with me. During Sad Milk, all of us were contractors to that channel. We were paid as contractors so we could handle taxes in our respective countries on our own, as not all members were American citizens. As many of you are aware, video editing is largely considered gig work, and in the industry, most folks are contractors and work on a variety of projects for different clients at the same time. During December 2020, like all of the members of Satmilk, Wonder was considered a contractor. On December 24th, 2020, at 5.39 a.m., I received a message from Wonder letting me know that he took a shot at reworking a video that had already been edited by a different contractor. I want to clarify. I did not ask him to do this. This was something he did of his own accord. I responded to him, letting him know that his edits would go live at 1 p.m. on December 24th, 2020. I don't want to claim to know what goes on in Wonder's personal life, but claiming that he missed Christmas with his brother and father, I just don't know how that's possible when the video was finalized early morning on Christmas Eve. And Wonder, I do want to thank you again, as I previously had verbally done so, for editing that video. It was great to have a video go live the day before Christmas. As for his claim that he didn't get paid for his work for more than half a month, I would like to let everyone know that Sad Milk's payroll was on a bi-weekly schedule. That simply means that there is a payment every two weeks, which is essentially half of a month. This is something that I have continued within my own channel Channel to this day, both salaried and contracted employees are paid every two weeks. And to further add to that, most companies, at least in the US, pay on a bi-weekly schedule. So this is not anything unusual or uncommon. To continue the discussion of his employment with me, I will have to give some much needed context. For this section, I will be providing screenshots where applicable, but some of this is anecdotal, as much of our conversations were either over voice calls or in person. Further corroboration of the anecdotal evidence will be provided in the Google Drive. Wonder and I were still friends throughout the end of Sad Milk in 2020, as well as into 2021. During this time, he would often tell both Oz Media and myself how living in Austin, Texas was a nightmare for him. He would often complain about his roommates being terrible people, his friends being mostly terrible people and unmotivated to do well in life, and how his car was always breaking down and how his channel was not going in the direction he Creator life sounds stressful. Like, I am so blessed that I, like, became uh, successful and famous in this much later in my life. I couldn't imagine doing this in my 20s. Oh, my word. Like, it is enough, like, mental anxiety, depression-inducing, just strangeness that the human mind I do not think will ever truly be evolved to handle. If you were in your 20s, like, oh, heaven help you. You know, because like it's it's just it's it takes a very long time to start to build and learn the tools and strategies necessary to kind of deal with just having thousands of strangers hate you with this parasocial fury 
and they don't know you and they don't know anything about you to have just like random people it'd be like so mad at you that they like they actually want like harm to come to you or your family that's that it's just weird it's weird like it's that it's not a normal thing you know wanted and then he talked about that last bit of family that he had moving away and he was essentially alone i won't speak on behalf of oz but I know I was like, sorry, one, one less interruption. AOC is on Blue Sky and she just tweeted out today or sorry, uh, skeeted out. It's called skeeting on Blue Sky. So she skeeted out today when she was skeeting. She skeeted. Um, it's so nice to be on a social media platform where every one of my replies isn't filled with people like, you know, either sexualizing me or like, you know, being racist or Nazis. And then like I replied, you know, and I was like, I, sorry, I skeeted. And I was like, hey, yes, absolutely. This this like it's it's actually a breath of fresh air. Every single reply I have has not filled with a single mean person. They've all just been like friendly people being silly along along with you. It's like it's 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 quite refreshing, you know. Moved by wonder stories without going into personal. Skeet has a rude me. Well, I think it's the reason why as soon as like all the like the super trolls like Juniper took over Blue Sky, like she runs Blue Sky. Juniper is the queen of Blue Sky. Like there's there's no higher authority figure on the platform and never will be. She'll be she's the drill of Blue Sky. She she solidified herself right away. But she started like running polls and quote tweeting people when she was not spending. And I'm sorry, this is taking away from this very serious topic. When when she was not spending time posting photos of 9/11 or asking very famous politicians what their thoughts were about 9-11 and then getting follows back and stuff like are you down with 9-11 what was 9-11 about what what did they mean by this you know that kind of stuff i was like oh my god juniper what are you what are you doing this is a brand new platform <laughs> you're already corrupting it so quickly oh my yeah it's in beta it's like it's the, that's the only reason it's funny everyone is kind of like thinking it's going to take over twitter Maybe probably not. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like all it is. The only reason it's hilarious is because it used to be filled with tech bros and all of these like early adopting nerds, like cool nerds, people who are like, I want to early adopt a beta and just playing around with it. And apparently it was the most lovely place where everyone was just sharing art and talking about how much they love each other. And in comes this army of fucking left wing trolls that just took the whole place over and like, welcome to the cum dungeon, fucking decentralized these nuts, like all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, oh my God. It was like, it was like a Zerg rush of lefty trolls just like fucking that's the only reason it was it was it's funny you know and then as soon as like there's no right wingers on it yet so matthew iglesias pops in and that was the closest thing to a right winger and everyone was like ah! I, I, like justin yang at one point was like he skeeted justin yang goes out and skeets he's like i have no idea what a matthew iglesias is but no one wants to be the weakest kid in like uh in uh what is it kindergarten so uh fuck him from the bottom of my heart <laughs> everyone just jumping on board so it's, it's like it's just chaos it's utter chaos energy that's that's the only reason it's funny details i was pretty horrified by what he had explained happened in his past i was saddened by how he constantly talked about how bad his life was and how he felt like a failure he said he felt alone depressed and uncertain of the future and at that point i knew i wanted to help him in whatever way i could at the end of 2020 i paid for his tickets to visit oz and me in colorado during this trip, we discussed the possibility of Wonder moving out to Colorado due to his discontent with his life in Texas. Oz Media and I had just moved into his newly purchased home in April 2021, and he decided to welcome Wonder into his house. Unless Oz Media was doing so without my understanding, Wonder was not charged any rent, utilities, or internet for sharing our living space. Later in May 2021, we welcomed Wonder into the house. Oz even personally drove down to Texas to get Wonder and his dog, James. I want to explain my perspective a little bit here. At this point, I was finally starting to feel comfortable with my channel. 
And I felt that I was in a good position to be able to help somebody out and truly change the lives of one of my close friends. I was in what I felt was a privileged position and I wanted to share that with someone I cared about and wanted to see succeed. With that in mind, I decided to hire Wonder to do some editing work for my channel. And now we can get back to the continuation of discussing Wonder's employment. Wonder was hired on June 7th, 2021 and was salaried at $50,000 a year. To be frank, I just really wanted him to have an easier job so that he could focus on his personal channel as he had told me numerous times that was his ultimate goal. His only task was to edit short clips from any live streams that I did so that I could post them onto my secondary channel, Illuminati. In addition to his salary, channel, he received all benefits that I have for all of my salaried employees, which include a 401k, full health insurance, and an internal benefit I created for my team called an LSA. See, like... Uh, this is just one of those things that when people were getting so mad about this, like, it sucks to be on the other end sometimes. It sucks to be standing there where I'm like, I can't say anything because it's not my story. It's not my place to say. But, like, as soon as Blair starts showing you, like, she is meticulous with receipts. Like, the other people were just levying all these accusations. And fair enough, like, those accusations alone were they, they had a lot of people who are fans of mine angry enough that they were like lance like i got so many emails from people with all of their links like lance here's here's the the thread by click lance here's the thread by mango lance here's blah, blah. how could you not address this how could you not talk and like and i was like i really really wish i could say it right now but i have to wait because it's not my place but hey Blair has receipts and this is the opposite of the narrative that's being told right now. I'm sorry, it's the exact, it's like it sucks. And it really sucks for Blair because holy fuck. Like for me, it's like people being like, ah, oh, fucking, I don't, uh, surfs is garbage now, blah. Oh, oh yes, I, I'm destroyed. For Blair, I don't know if you saw this, people were bringing up some of the most traumatizing moments of her life, which I'm not going to repeat here because it's fucking terrible for people to bring them up and weaponizing them and posting pictures of it and being like, I member and things like that. Like personal shit that you should not be talking about another person unless that person happens to be a Nazi. And it was over a fucking, a lie. Like the, the, the opposite of what was being told as a narrative outside of the things that Blair fully has admitted to and apologized for, you know, such as, yes, I, I became loud in that meeting or yes, I yelled at a person in that meeting. But did you also know that I was the only person organizing and paying the editors? People were refusing to pay me. So I had to like track them all down. Like, do you know how annoying that must be to track down five fellow co-workers constantly being like, can you please give me money to pay the editors? Like we need to fairly pay them. What's wrong with you? The LSA stands for a lifestyle spending account, and it's essentially more money to put on the table if you as an employee want it. It allows you to submit receipts for things that you've purchased, and I've seen things like groceries, pet supplies, books, new tires for cars, massages, mortgage payments, and so much more. And essentially, I'll reimburse those into more income. During his employment, he never took advantage of any of the benefits that were made available to him. The content for Wonder to edit was dependent on me being able to live stream. During this time, I unfortunately only had two streams for him to work on, which Wonder would have been able to produce about four videos from. Wonder did not meet the deadlines for either stream. Despite this, I kept him on payroll, I continued his pay, even though no work had ever been completed. Although there was only a minuscule amount of work for Wonder to do, he still managed to act up within company spaces. He made inappropriate comments on forms that were visible to other employees, he didn't complete tasks that were assigned to him, and he failed to follow company protocol. I have a strict policy regarding formal disciplines, and within his short time of working with me, he had already met the criteria for termination.
Now, let's move on to the legalities that Wonder brought up in regards to how he claims that he ended up with no car, barely any clothing, no money, and no home. Which leads me to one of the stupidest mistakes of my life. After repeatedly hearing Wonder say how desperately he needed a car, and after believing what he said about how miserable he was, I decided to try and help my friend in a way that I now realize was pretty idiotic. I look back at this decision with regret and embarrassment. This part will get a little nitty gritty with the details, but I believe I need to fully flesh out all of the information to give you the full picture. After many in-depth discussions with Wonder, I made the decision to purchase a vehicle that he had already agreed to enter into a rent-to-own contract with said vehicle. On June 12th, 2021, Ozmedia and I collectively decided to take out a loan together in the amount of $42,359.69. Additionally, I brought $28,346.79 in cash as a deposit. Wonder did not contribute to the deposit on the car. With this rent-to-own contract, I agreed to only charge Wonder the cost of the loan and not the full value of the car itself, meaning within a 24-month period, he would have only paid $14,120.12 for a car that when purchased went for a grand total of $61,386.23. And let me be clear here, Aside from him accepting my job offer, this was the only legal documentation between the two of us. I will have all of the stipulations of our rent-to-own agreement on the screen now, but just know that the most important thing was that after two years of consecutive car payments and following all of the stipulations, the vehicle title would be transferred over to Wonder, with the amount that we put into the car as well as payments on the car that I continued to make monthly, he would own the car outright with no lingering auto debt after that 24-month period. In a DM with me, Wonder later told me that if he hadn't accepted my job offer and my rent-to-own agreement, that he would still have an apartment, a car, and close to 10K in his bank account. I'd like to reiterate that unless Oz was charging rent without my knowledge, Wonder was living rent-free while earning $1,923.08 every other week and would have to pay only $588.34 once a month. I don't claim to know the ins and outs of his finances whatsoever, and I very much was not involved with what he was doing with his bank accounts, but I fail to see how I could possibly cost him $10,000. In reality, the agreement I made with Wonder would have me lose $47,266.11. And again, looking back at this, I feel extremely foolish for ever even agreeing to such an arrangement. By the way, um, uh, Jessica Burbank uh, was the first person to use this. She didn't coin this phrase, but real recognizes real. Obviously, that idea where it's like, you know, when you meet someone else and you're just like, oh, yeah, I kind of I, I kind of do the same shit sometimes. Like sometimes some people you can just tell they're like they're overly generous people. But I remember when all of this shit was going down, all of a sudden it's, it's one of those moments where you have that second guess like, oh, shit, was I reading the Illuminati wrong? There's like three different people who have come out who used to work with her. All three of them are making these accusations, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all, all of them are coming from like a place of like, oh, she stole money from me. Oh, blah blah blah. She wasn't paying her editors. Blah blah blah. And it's like, I don't know what any of you were thinking. Deep, like, at the, at, at, like after Blair had shown me all these receipts, and she didn't have to, by the way, but she was just like, no, I want to. I want you to just know, like, I, I'm not lying. I, I, like, I, I don't lie. Like, I actually, like, I, I keep receipts on everything. And then I was like, no, no, no. I, like, I actually trust you on this. I was like, but what were they all thinking? Like, you, you can make a vague accusation on Twitter, sure. 
But if you're making a vague accusation when, like, the opposite is not only true, but it's egregious in the opposite direction, or in the case of one of these motherfuckers, you actually have some fucking skeletons in your closet you probably never want to get out. Did you, did, you, did you want there to be a fucking mainstream video about how you had a Discord server that is straight up defending pedophiles? Probably not. So why did you all, like, why did you all take your shot on this one? Like, I, I, I don't understand why all, everyone just, why not just be like, all right, you know, maybe... We will just take a step back and and not go for a cheap or a low blow here. It's a bunch of men colluding with each other Lord. against one woman. Thank you. That was my read as well, and the one I didn't want to say in the background, but I was like, that's what this really feels like. And uh, I was I was like this, the, the, especially because it's like that's that's the one exception to this, and, and it happened to be the person who was also responsible for like for organizing and for paying for everything. It, like I was I was you know I was trying to tell Blair I was like. You don't need to be like a whole bunch of men's like, you know, babysitter or mother or but like that's what it sounded like. Of course, it's going to fucking stress you out. If, if I was in a fucking business relationship and or friendship with a bunch of people and I not only was the one who organized everything and, and then they wouldn't show up for certain dates. And I was like, hey, you have to tell me when your free schedule is so we can record our videos. So we can update them. Uh, we're all paying uh, the editors collectively. So can you please each give me like three thousand dollars so we can all pay the editors? No one's giving me the money. OK, so I pay the editors. Now I'm going to have to like chase you all down uh here's the receipts on every step of the way like that that fucking and then after the fact to have everyone like band together to be like oh she, what, what, <laughs> she was mean to us in a meeting he yelled that one time you know two outstanding instances that voided our agreement and constituted the repossession of my vehicle the first was the proof of insurance that wonder never provided insurance that is something federally required of any vehicle on the road in the United States. The second infraction on our agreement occurred when Wonderstruck left the state of Colorado to go back to Austin, Texas. You can clearly see these stipulations in the document on the screen right now. Due to multiple defaults by Wonder in our contract, I felt that I had no choice but to repossess the vehicle, which was my property because I am the one who owned it. When I landed in Austin, Texas, I called the non-emergency Austin PD 311 number to explain the situation to them. I told them that I had all of my title documents on me, I had the extra key, I had my insurance cards for the vehicle, and I asked them how I should proceed. They told me they were unconcerned as I was well within my legal right to collect my own property. They furthermore offered me a police escort for the repossession if I wasn't able to collect the car on my own. So on July 29th, 2021, I was able to get a hold of my vehicle and I took back my property. I would like to take a moment to bring up the condition of the vehicle upon its repossession. Within one month of using the vehicle, the car was visibly soiled, trash was littered in the car, it contained dirty clothing which consisted of like I think two pairs of dirty boxers and like maybe three mismatched socks. There was also a huge crack that went across most of the windshield and for some reason the glove box compartment in the front passenger seat was somehow broken. The state of the vehicle was shocking to be honest, but at this point I was just happy to have my car back and know that it couldn't be damaged any further. And Oz, I want to thank you again for helping me throughout this entire situation. You knew better than anyone how much this situation affected the both of us, and I can't express how much your support meant and continues to mean to me. I know he yelled and screamed extensively at both of us. You didn't deserve that, and I didn't either, but I'm still sorry that this hurt you too. I just want to give a quick trigger warning here for the mention of suicide and suicidal intention. After the car... 
Just give me one second. I'll add it to the bottom here. Oh, by the way, I should mention, if you are in Canada, because this just popped up, and you have any kind of negative thoughts that you need help for right away instantaneously, 1-833-456-4566. That's 1-833-456-4566 to get help 24-7. Help is available. Things can get better, fam. Was back in my possession on the 29th of July, Oz and I received numerous messages from Wonder, which will be available in the Google Drive. What I specifically would like to highlight is that he insinuates that he had intention to and was taking action to arm himself to end his life. In a message directly with me, he explicitly told me that, quote, I was legit trying to get into my dad's gun cabinet to fucking kill myself. Either way, out of concern, I called the Austin Police Department non-emergency line to ask for a wellness check. And... When I explained to the operator what was the situation at hand, they immediately transferred me to the 911 dispatcher. I then read the messages to them, and I gave the 911 operator the last known place of his residence in Texas, which was his dad's house, to perform a wellness check. The operator then told me not to arrange anything unless the police force is present. In his messages, Wonder states that he received a call from his therapist, which ultimately pulled him out of his intended plan. And let's take a moment to discuss the therapist. During his time in Colorado, he expressed that he wanted to seek therapy, and I think that's a fantastic decision. To help him with his process, I messaged my old therapist, who I did a lot of EMDR therapy with, and helped me immensely. On screen is me reaching out to her to see if she was accepting any new clients. Confidential details are going to be censored in order to keep Wonder's privacy and integrity. Looking back, I probably shouldn't have recommended a therapist who was so life-changing for me to somebody else. Therapy is a continual journey. You can come in and out as needed. And unfortunately, after I recommended Wonder to this therapist, there began a conflict of interest and I could no longer in good conscience see her for her services. Wonder, I am so incredibly sorry that I unintentionally created a conflict of interest between the two of us in regards to this therapist. I did not mean to make that an issue between us at all. When Wonder arrived in Colorado, to say he packed lightly would be a bit of an understatement. He arrived with barely any clothing, no food for his dog, not even a collar for his dog, just a bandana. As Wonder mentions on Twitter, that short amount of time we lived together was absolutely a nightmare. The tension began with our dogs and his unwillingness to help ease the situation between our pets. I did everything I thought of at the time to introduce James and Casper in a way that facilitated a good relationship between the dogs. They met on neutral ground at a dog park and only had supervised play at the house. Wonder did not want to facilitate the dog play, so this really only happened under mine and Oz's supervision. And when both myself and Oz would leave the house and Wonder would stay home, he has multiple times locked Casper away in an empty room while James got free roam over the entire house. I don't want to claim that I'm any sort of dog specialist, but I do know that James was the new dog in this house that Casper had already been living in. And dogs are territorial by nature, that this was Casper's house, and now suddenly he was being locked away. Additionally, James had multiple accidents in the home, and Wonder would not clean them. It was Oz who ended up taking on that responsibility. During Wonder's stay in Colorado, his actions and inactions regarding the care of his dog James were a main cause of tension in the house. Not only did it seem like James was receiving inadequate care due to the lack of identification with a collar, lack of food, lack of toys, and more, but Wonder was unwilling to do his part as a pet owner to keep the peace between the dogs too. 
Wonder's lack of responsibility led to multiple incidents in addition to what I have previously mentioned. Firstly, James bit Casper and bit his ear so hard that Casper bled. At this point, I took Casper to live with my sister as I no longer felt comfortable having Casper alone in the house with Wonder and James. I reached out to my good friend who's also a dog trainer to see if he could help me with the situation. The second incident occurred on June 24th, 2021. On the night of the 23rd, Oz and Wonder went out together. I was exhausted, and so before they both left, I let them know that I was going to bed, which is exactly what I did. I was woken up at 2.30 in the morning by Oz because Wonder was panicking because James was gone. Wonder admitted that he took James outside to go potty, then having forgotten he had done so, he left James outside while Wonder left the house with Oz. That means that he left his own dog outside unsupervised for hours on end in the middle of the night. If I was aware that James was outside unsupervised, I would have done everything to ensure his safety and brought him back inside. There was unfortunately nothing I could do as I was already downstairs in my room sleeping by the time this was all unfolding. When I was woken up by Oz, I got on the Nextdoor app and I immediately made a post to try and locate James. I got a response around 10 a.m. the next day with a call from someone who had thankfully located James. The only evidence I have of this series of events is photos of James that Wonder sent to me at 3.05 in the morning on June 24th because I needed some photos to post on Nextdoor. As for the photo that Wonder posted claiming that I live in a hoarder home, I want to clarify that as previously stated, Oz and I had only started moving into the home around mid-April 2021. I still had my room from a shared lease with multiple roommates until June 1st. During Wonder's stay, I was still in the process of moving in and unpacking. Furthermore, the photo he shows is a photo of a room that wasn't lived in by anyone in the house, and it was being used as a temporary storage and unpacking site while everyone was moving in. To further exemplify this, I would like to show you some photos I have of Casper in my room from that same time. And I would like to highlight a couple things, which I feel this is very nitpicky, but because this was brought up in such a manner, I feel that this is kind of the way to dispel this. And again, normally I wouldn't point out small things like this, but I really feel as I need to. If you go ahead and look at the sheets on the bed, it's not the same ones as the one that are on the floor in the photo he took. At the time, Colorado is still very cold in April, and I had a full goose down comforter on the bed. And as you can see with photos of literally Casper's Instagram with the tagged dates on it below as well, you can... Oh, thanks, Gondi Island. I appreciate that. See that my bed also, albeit a bit gaudy, has a silver headboard with little like, you know, little crystals and mirrors yeah, and silver cute. tuffeting. I feel the need to point out these minor details since the out of context photos of the house being moved into are being used as a way to show that I'm a supposed monster and that, quote, my home is a mess, like horror. That's so disingenuous. Again, like, I don't know how all of you thought this was going to play. Is it just like the power in numbers? Is it like, well, if like, you know, three, three guys all make all these like outrageous claims, everyone's got to believe all three of us over her. Order's bad. And just what was the point of this wonder? Why would you even bother posting something like this except to humiliate yeah. me? This was a room that we told you we were using to move and we let you know it was off limits to you. That photo alone shows your consistent lack of respect for Oz's and my boundaries. And wonder, I am sorry that I was ever friends with you. My short involvement in your life clearly caused you so much harm and emotional distress, and I never want that for any of my friends, past or present. And for that, I again want to apologize. I hope you find peace. This no, I think Josephine was joking, Roller Dragon. At least that was my read. Final section, and this final person will be the hardest 
for me to address, so I plan on keeping this brief. Oz, you were right. I am afraid of looking stupid and weak online, and yet I am those things right now. You've been with me through a lot of really intense and personal situations in my life. You were there throughout the entire process of my mom's cancer diagnosis, her various treatments, and hospitalizations. And I know there were many times when I had to run out the door suddenly because there was a crash cart in her room and they didn't know if she was going to make it. And you said you'd stay at the house and watch Casper so I could go to my mom. You were there for Casper's various hospitalizations when he would get sick throughout the years. And you helped me through a very difficult surgery recovery. I just want to say thank you for always being my support through all of my ups and downs. I know that a lot of these personal situations in my life left me very thin and sometimes irritable, and I want to say thank you for supporting me through it and talking me through some really hard times. Your support and your friendship meant more to me than I think you'll probably ever know. I'm gonna miss all the fun things we used to do, eating way too much cheese at the melting pot. I'll miss you teaching me how to play Command and Conquer and playing it and how you've always obviously been Casper's BFF, and you know how Casper is not afraid of Oswaldo. We're both gonna miss you a lot. The truth is, like we've privately discussed before, I always hoped that we'd be able to reconnect again in the future and mend our friendship. I meant that when I said it to you, and I believed you when you said it back. Even after everything that's happened, you were the one person that I always thought we could just get it and pick back up where we left. And unfortunately, I think that ship has sailed. Oz, I miss the friend you were to me, but I think this makes it clear that we finally need to cut all ties. So, Raven, honest. to finish out this very difficult video for me, I want to once again just say I take accountability for my actions. There are absolutely some stupid and dumb things that I did. And sometimes I do react a bit impulsively, and that does tend to backfire on me. I am disappointed in my behavior, and I hope that I can learn from all of this. I want to own up to my faults and take responsibility for my actions. Furthermore, I want to take responsibility for my own involvement with a crowd I am happy to no longer associate with. I did make bad decisions, I made bad friends, and there will forever be a bad taste in my mouth regarding some of the individuals I've spoken about today. But finally, I want to apologize to my audience. I owe you better than this, and you deserve more from me. I let you down, and I am sorry. I hope that in time you can see that I mean everything that I've said here today, and I am so excited to be able to prove you right. Wow. Uh, very heavy video. Very, uh, very honest. Uh, very hard to sit through. So, yeah. Uh, long story short, I think the very first half of that video is a pretty fucking good-ass lesson in, uh, you know, doesn't matter how huge you are as a creator, uh, coming forward and admitting fault when you've, you know, especially if you've improperly accused someone, like, uh, you know, uh, Illuminati did towards Legal Eagle. Uh, and same with me. It's one of the reasons I, I apologize to Legal Eagle on Twitter as well. Um, it's It's... Obviously, it was Blair standing up for her editor, and I deeply respect that. And it 
was framed in a way and so that it looked like someone was pursuing her editors specifically, asking them repeatedly, hey, can you give us these specific techniques uh, or we're going to find out how they were done or whatever. But it was just a fan. It turns out it was a fan. It was, yes, it was Legal Eagles editor, but it was also just a fan. Blair misread it. Blair came forward and apologized. And then, of course, all the other drama blew up. And uh, yeah, uh, in terms, insofar as like um, the... Uh, accusations that people were emailing me like Lance how could you work with someone who's literally stealing money from employees uh, the evidence points in the exact opposite direction uh, for me personally it looks like Blair was the one who was organizing and paying the editors and having to chase down every other member of Sad Milk to be able to get them to do the same uh, having first-hand experience with Blair and how much she does do organizational work uh, I could see that being the case, and then once again, like I said, it was going to be someone who actually has um, receipts in the matter. So, yeah, outside of that, um, the personal relationships that all of them had, none of my business. I, I, different people, different time, different corner of the internet. I am not in the react corners of uh, the stuff. And yeah, uh, honestly, it could not have been easy to, to have to be, I don't know, that transparent and honest at that moment. Yeah. Um, send love. Send love. Go go send Blair some love. She's had a fucking... You have no idea how hard this week was because on one end, while you're trying to put together all the receipts and all the evidence uh, to back up all the claims uh, at the accusations that have made been made directly against you, she's getting nonstop death threats and fucking people posting all this personal information about her and fucking, like, I was seeing what was going on on Twitter. I was like, Jesus, wow. People are going in, in the most cruel of ways over... Again, it's that, like... It's that... Um, it's that thing where you've got uh, people who have a parasocial relationship with you and are just taking it to so such degrees and they'll never be happy. That's the other thing, right? Like, there's no, like, Blair originally asked me, like, you know, should I put everything as, I was like, for a matter of public record, yes, especially if you're being falsely accused. If you're being falsely accused, you, then you have to put out the receipts and let everyone know. But otherwise, there, there, there's no end for people from other, like, you know, groups that are nonstop going to, uh, like, accuse you or just nonstop going to, like, constantly, like, well, okay, you talked about this, but why didn't you talk about that? Like, people are doing that in my chat right now, in the Twitch chat. It's just basically, like, well, no, yeah, but she didn't address this specific thing that also irks me. It's like, yeah, there's, there's never going to be an end to people who want to, like, basically uh, vilify or expose you, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's a never-ending process. But yeah, I thought in, in terms of a video, that was really, really good. Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free. Just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice. We shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round table, Rachel Kay, Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arnie, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Katie, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, 
Brian Ephraim, Anthropofojak, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.